Hey guys, welcome to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We, it's our favorite day of the year. We get to talk about Search Party. And I just cannot even wait. It seems just like so much has happened in such a short amount of time. It really is. And it seems like just yesterday that we were talking about season three. That's exactly what I was just going to say. It's so true. And I feel like a different person now after watching season four. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So we will definitely get into that. But first, TV news. Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Well, one thing we obviously have to talk about is that they announced that Shrill on Hulu is this upcoming third season will be its last season. Which I'm so sad about, but again, like we've talked about, feels okay. Yeah, I always, it's, we respect that. It's usually a good move. Um, And it, it just really forces these creators to come up with, like, good endings for their characters. Mm-hmm. So, it is, yeah, it's sad to say goodbye to a great show, but really have respect for the decision. Agreed. And I know they've already filmed it, and it's coming out this spring, so... Oh my gosh, did not even know that. Soon. That's great. Yeah, that that was why AD wasn't on any of like the recent uh, SNLs. Well, she was on this last week, but before that. The ones last year, she wasn't really on any of them yeah. because she was filming Shrill. I didn't even really think about that. I was kind of worried they were like phasing her out or something, but great news. <laughs> so yeah they were not one thing uh i have is that netflix released a trailer for a new show called uh Ginny in georgia and people are saying it's like gilmore girls um one tweet said it's like Gilmore Girls if Lorelai owned up to the fact that she was a manipulative mess and Rory was actually likable, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But apparently it's getting like rave reviews and people are saying it's going to be really good. I did watch that trailer, especially because people were saying it was going to be like Gilmore Girls. And I was like, I doesn't feel like Gilmore Girls, except for the fact that it's about like a mom who had her daughter when she was very young. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was expecting the tone to be like Gilmore Girls just because of the comparison. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that looked good. Wow. That, that I feel like I watched that trailer so long ago, but that was all just in this last week. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that looked, that did look good. I'm excited about that. I saw that um, Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto are going to be the stars of the Apple series about WeWork, which I love to talk about because Taylor was this close to working there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that news. That's very intriguing. It yeah, it is intriguing. Um I don't really know anything else about it. <laughs> I know the show I we knew the show <laughs> the show was going to exist and now we know who's starring in it and that it was gonna be on Apple. Good to know. One other piece of news that I have 
is that there is, it looks like it's an animated series called The Witch Boy, which is a world where girls are born witches and boys are shapeshifters. And um, I'm mostly excited because it has original music from Haim. Ooh. I was gonna I was I was gonna say this does not sound like a Taylor show. <laughs> but that totally explains it and makes me extremely intrigued as well. Yeah. Uh they've announced that Disney Plus is doing a cheaper by the dozen. I think it's a movie. At first I couldn't tell if it was a TV show or a movie, but it's a movie, and it's with starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. Um very exciting because I I could I would have called myself a cheaper by the dozen head back in the day actually. <laughs> I loved it. I only saw it a couple times, but it's good. You can't argue with that iconic 2000s cast. With No, you cannot. Lizzie McGuire and Tom Welling who's it's only the second thing I know Tom Welling is in, but he really made an impact, you know. Um, totally smallville and cheaper by the dozen um also i feel smart because on dumois they've been people have been saying that this was happening for a while mm-hmm. and um when it dropped i was like wow i already knew that this was a possibility <laughs> so we i like already this knew about this <laughs> also i really do love zach braff and i love gabrielle union so i feel yeah it's like, a fun duo yeah and i was like um me and my roommate were talking about this and we were like does the world really need another Cheaper by the Dozen? Because this will be the third version of it. Um, a remake of a remake. But I do like these two people so much that I feel like it'll probably be really good. Yeah. I think so, too. My last piece of news is that um, Noah Bombach has his next Netflix project. And... He's teaming up with Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver mm-hmm. again. Um, that's basically all I know, but with those three, sign me up. Seriously, can't go wrong with that dream team. No. Except remember, we didn't love Marriage Story, so. That's true, but was but Greta, my hopes but Greta Gerwig high. wasn't involved, was she? No. So, so that's. They were missing maybe the most important piece. Yeah, true. They're missing the keystone of Greta. Exactly. I have one more piece of news, and it's about another Noah. Um, Did you see today that they... And this is so dumb. <laughs> but Netflix is developing a, fl- a film based on the GameStop chaos. I did see this, and I was like, I don't even want to think that this is true. Is it true? I saw it on Real Places, and it was via uh, this one that I saved that was kind of early on. It's it's site's deadline. And it's going to star Noah Centineo. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) no, I don't want to watch that. (laughs) How did people already have time to create anything worth spending money on? And, like, auditioning for in such a short amount of time. Well, I mean, a lot of the tweets I was seeing was, like, one of the funniest ones I saw. Let me look it up so I can I don't mess it up because it was really funny. 
but everyone is commenting on like wow netflix is obsessed with noah centineo and someone was like um which that de- what netflix exec did noah centineo witness hitting a kid with a car <laughs> Uh, and another oh i i liked a couple they people were being really funny noah centineo is to netflix what lucas hedges is to a24 <laughs> i was like one one of those Wait, is a good actor good. <laughs> um and then one other one that i have to read was can't wait for the scene where the nerdy redditor character explains the stock market in super complex terms and noah's character responds um english please <laughs> So wow, it's just like we know that there's gonna be a movie about it. Can we just wait to? We don't even know what's even gonna happen. Like it's still going on. That's what's so like like yeah wild about it. It's like like um, it's like obviously everyone has been talking about the Big Short in relation to this over the last week, but like the Big Short waited so that like they could include kind of the effect that that was going to have on society you know this it's like let's maybe wait to see what the effect is going to be in the long term and maybe let's not link noah centineo to it because he is such a flash in the pan (laughs) kind of actor in my opinion you know he has like one good thing that people love as far as i can tell yeah not all the news that we bring up is something that we're stoked about (laughs) (laughs) But it's just we're true journalists. We have to we have to talk about the things we agree with and the things we don't agree exactly. with. Exactly. Retweet is not an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for our top three um, and m- the rest of our conversation moving forward about Search Party season four, it's pretty hard to avoid spoilers. So... I would recommend not listening to the rest of our episode if you have not watched Search Party yet. Um, The show is definitely better the less you know. And we can't control ourselves and there's not much to talk about without talking spoilers. So we hope you've watched it since we've been begging on our hands and knees for ages now. (laughs) But... um, Yeah, just wanted to give that little disclaimer to anyone who's listening. So for our top three this week, we're um, jumping off the idea of Cole Scola's character Chip um, had a bunch of creepy Barbie dolls made of uh, all of Dory's friends. And we thought it would be fun to list off the um barbie dolls that we would want to have in our in our collection and i made a joke with jordan that this basically is just what funko pops do we already have slash want to have (laughs) but it's been really fun because they've been sending press packages to other people and making dolls of those people so like the busy phillips had a doll and sarah borellis got a doll of herself and maybe this is just us crying for the fact that we did not get dolls made of us. Yes. They need to like start saying who is making these dolls because every single one looks exactly like the person. 
Yes, and I would love to order one for my friends for their birthdays. Yes. Price is no object. Who would not want a doll of themselves. Yeah. It's like the whole premise of the My Twin dolls. Remember those? Yes, I do. But these ones are wow. even better. They really are. I don't want to start a fight with the My Twin company, but it's true. They're pretty good. So anyway, Jordan, what what dolls do you want in your collection? Okay. My number three. And it turns out, as um, I was making my, my wish list, it really comes down to, like, the looks of the, the costumes, you know, of the characters. Like, which would be the most mm-hmm. awesome. And so my number three, I went with Glow. Because, like, like, but they would be in the outfits of their wrestling characters. Okay, so are you going with, like, a whole, the whole show? Every character? Yes. <laughs> well, like, the main <laughs> characters. Like, obviously, like, Liberty Bell and... um. Allison Breeze, Russia, wrestler. Got it. Um, and maybe some others, but like those are the main two. But yeah, I was also going with like um, um, like ensemble casts because that's how the search party dolls were. So I feel like that's I was in my head that was allowed. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll allow it. Thank you. Phew. Great answer. They'd be great dolls. And they have so many different, like, outfits so that you could change them and have them be in their wrestling attire or their daily attire, you know? Totally. Well, and it's kind of like, um, like, if it would make sense to make toys of this show because, like, you could kind of, like, play with them like they're doing a wrestling match, I guess. Like, actual totally. action figures. So, yeah, I feel like that would they should actually do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, my number three is, I mean, I had Tim Riggins, but if we're allowed, I'll take the whole Dylan Panthers. Oh, yeah. That's including so Including Coach. You're doing, like, a Tim Riggins, like, a sex doll? <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly just thinking of, like, a doll with, like, the jersey and, like, the padding could be kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, um, I think it would be, well, that's the thing. You have to think about how much fun it would have these, like, tiny little props. Yeah. Wow, I that I love. It's almost like um, if you had to pick like five characters, because I feel like there's like five ish dolls in the, in this season of Search Party, you know, that he makes, mm-hmm. and like you could totally do you do Tim Riggins, Coach Taylor, and he would have his like whistle, and it would be so cute. Mm-hmm. Tammy, It'd be adorable. Tammy would have all her different principal looks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you. My number two, and this this one ironically actually is more like what you were saying, where I I picked Killing Eve because a Villanelle doll, like, are you kidding? That that should be a doll. All the different dresses yeah, she has and different. I mean, like, obviously, I'm thinking of the pink dress first, but um, there's there's like five amazing outfits per episode practically. That would just be amazing on a doll. Yeah, I totally agree. It'd be amazing. Okay. My number two, I'm switching mine up mid-show because of (laughs) (laughs) we're allowed to choose the whole cast. (laughs) 
<laughs> my um, um, my greediness really pays off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think the Handmaid's Tale. I think it would be really funny, but also terrible and um useful, you know? Yeah. Well, like they really would look so um striking with like the deep reds and the blues, long robes. Yeah. And you would love to have a little Max Minghella doll. <laughs> Exactly. It's really for that. It's perfect. Wow. And you know what? They don't make, um, as far as I know, Handmaid's Tell Funko Pops. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I've never seen one. That would be hilarious. And that would be. <laughs> that would be weird if someone had a Handmaid's Tell Funko Pop like on their desk. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's funny. I love it. My number one, I picked. I picked Community. Um. I just think Great answer. that would just a little Barbie doll of every character of the study group and community. That would be hilarious. And like, I would love to be able to pick like they, that's another show where there's like a, so many iconic, silly costumes that like every character has worn. Like you could even just do like a, their Halloween costumes. Like that would be so funny and so cute. That would be adorable. I would love that. I would that I would buy that for you as a present if it were if it were real. I would buy everyone I know a set of their favorite TV show Barbie dolls. <laughs> that would be so. It great. could be like, it could be like the Ty Beanie Babies where you like give it to them in like a plastic a clear plastic <laughs> box so that they can stay in pristine condition in case they get. Um, they could be worth a lot of money one day. Exactly. And they could, and everyone would pass them along to their children and to their children's children as heirlooms. Exactly. (laughs) Well, my last answer, my number one is no surprise, but, uh, Mad Men, specifically, uh, Dawn and Peggy and Betty. Um, and Joan. I mean, those... Yeah. Do they those make four. those Barbies? That is I a actually mist- think that the Barbies do exist. Really? I feel like I actually saw someone post one recently. Oh my gosh. Because I was going to say that's a huge missed opportunity if they don't make those. Because you could do them in like the old vintage Barbie style, like a face and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the outfits would be incredible. Wow. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. I wish I had them. Okay, well, can't. I can't wait to get back into dolls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm literally Googling Mad Men Barbie right now. And there's freaking Megan Draper ones when she's doing Zooby Zoo. Of course there is. That's so cute. And like Skipper would be um, Sally. <laughs> Skipper doll. Wow. This is now a Barbie podcast. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. Um, okay, well, I feel like this is a perfect segue into Search Party Season 4. Um, because the whole Barbie doll thing takes place at the very beginning. Yes. Um, I mean, anyone who has seen Pretty Little Liars and also seen Search Party Season 4, I think we mentioned this during Season 3, how we were a little bit worried 
have we talked mm-hmm. we've mentioned the pretty little liars ties right we for sure have we for sure and it just it. got even more strong in season four the whole dollhouse and the dolls was just very pretty little liars and but better i think yeah, it's interesting because, like, that was one of the things that worried us in season three, but actually it ended up being a strength of season four. Um, I totally agree. Because overall, and I mean, I really need to go back and watch season three again. I never did. But, I mean, up on this first viewing, I loved season four a lot more than season three. Um, How did you feel? I completely agree. I was in love with it from like the minute it started and up until the very end. I don't think there was ever a time ever a time or an episode where I was like, "Uh, oh, yeah. Just not just not the like the hyped up show that I have in my heart, you know? Like it was always perfect in my eyes, which did not happen with season 3. And I mean, I don't know if it's just because of the time that was put in between me and the show where last time I like watched all the seasons over and like preparation Mm -hmm. but I don't know like my little sister actually just watched all of them all together and she ranked the the seasons the same as I would oh interesting love season three either that's good to hear I want to I would actually love to hear that more from people um well it's like I did just rewatch season one with my dad a couple months ago and even with that so fresh in my mind, I still really loved season four. Um, so I don't know. I just I wonder if like it's hard because it's like um, maybe it's us and maybe it legit is the show, <laughs> you know, that it's just like this season just was better. Um, I don't I and I don't know, too, if maybe because I do feel like there's. I feel like it's interesting because the show is always from the get go, like season one, it's always over the top and like has a lot of like, it's very silly, but I feel like I felt like something in season three felt even more over the top. And it was like, I was, it kind of like, uh, surprised me. So then did that Mm -hmm. then prepare me for season four? Cause season four was still very silly but I don't know if maybe the season four just brought a lot of darkness back. And so it was like kind of more balanced between silly and dark or something. And I just think there was a lot less frustration of like the characters. Yes. Because, um, I mean, Dory was e- extremely insufferable in season three. But in season four, you just like felt bad for her. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And... um. I also think with Drew's character, they really upped his storyline in season four. And in season three, his storyline was pretty um, disappointing. But in season four, I felt like it was perfect. Yeah. And like there were so there were more moments of like those like Portia, Drew and Elliot to get working together. Um, and that's always they were a fun, tr- a fun trio. Yeah, <laughs> they they were hilarious. And I that's just something I prefer in every show when there's like a really strong ensemble and then they have a long time where they're more separated because I was actually thinking about that I was thinking about how I prefer the seasons of Veep where 
um, the team is all together versus later when they all separate just based on like what Mm -hmm. their jobs are. And obviously everyone always says that about Arrested Development. That was like the main weakness of season four. And so even though Dory was separate, we got more of the chemistry of the other three working together. And I feel like like Alia Shawkat was amazing in this season too. So it's like she still got to shine um, even though she was separate. So it's just like I feel like things were just kind of felt more balanced even though the season was so different from every other season so far. So it still felt mm-hmm. like Search Party even while being so different. I completely agree. And, like, I feel like they used some different, like, tools and fun little things in this season that they hadn't really explored before. Like, um, the, the whole, like, brainwashing scene where, like, it shows, like, April coming back and the part where April's, like, a Barbie doll again. And um, her head falls off. I, like, rewound that and watched it, like, five times. I thought it was so funny and clever. And... I just liked those little aspects that they kind of that were kind of new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that really was one of the most hilarious moments on this show. It was so, <laughs> and it was so shocking, which is like another thing that's so why I loved um, the first few se- the first two seasons so much is because it would have something shocking happening, but you're laughing. Like mm-hmm. it's just so I love absolutely love that, and that was just hilarious yeah i mean and i also think we need to give our love to all of the great cameos because yes i think they were i mean everyone was amazing and um used really well and i feel like when like when um they were first kind of like teasing the cameos um the names they were getting were so good that it's almost like i i was i trusted the show but i was like these people are so famous that like are they just like getting them just because they can but then Mm -hmm. each person specifically susan sarandon and dowd and busy phillips well well all of them because like and benny drama like they were each Mm -hmm. so good and so funny and like really going for it with these new characters that like we don't know them but like they felt so right and natural in this crazy show that like they honestly equaled all these actors and characters that I already love like I was as into all these new characters as I was the old characters same I just really loved them the whole like Chip's whole like his family and the backstory um susan sarandon and like his and chip's parents and specifically his dad and stuff it's like this was all brand new information and normally like late in the game characters are like they just you can they you can never care as much and be as invested in them as the new the old characters i mean but like these ones i was just like oh my gosh like i would love to see even more of this insane family yeah like the story that we were able to get from they probably only focused on, like, Chip's background a total of, like, 10 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we, like, know that he, like, grew up in this, like, family that has, a, like, a sticky bun corporation <laughs> and, like, um, was inbred and, like, the relationship his dad has with his 
aunt slash mom slash the other mom that he grew up with and like the that story was so rich and like told so well in such a short amount of time that and it was just really great uh writing yes exactly um anything that's like it makes you feel like you know the whole story when you actually don't like we didn't get the entire they didn't have to go out of their way to explain every little detail but like Mm -hmm. we got plenty of information that we can fill in all the blanks and honestly it just that's good storytelling and I feel the same way like when we I when we connected about search party kind of um midway through the season and we were like what is this theme park where drew is (laughs) like who is this girl what are these characters it was so out there but also it's like i still we i mean because we saw um what oh cindy cindy is the girl that (laughs) proposes to drew and only knows him as andrew (laughs) but like (laughs) that story we even saw less than like the wreck family and the sticky bun and everything but i still feel like that was really well lived in that like we don't know anything really about cindy the girl who works at the fake disneyland but like i still Mm -hmm. feel like we know so much about her and like everything about the theme park like it was just like it just things that like leave you wanting more but it didn't feel like it was half baked you know totally yeah like i loved in the episode where she proposes to drew i mean a that song i've been seeing yes i like kept singing that song to my family on Sunday and everyone was like, please shut up. And I was like, when you know, you know. And I literally I have had it stuck in my head. Can't since stop. Then. It's so funny. When you know, you know, you know. Oh my gosh. So good. Uh, but like there's a whole backstory of clearly she like went to Drew's family's house and convinced Drew's family <laughs> that they were together and in love and one and like recruited them to help her propose. So they all traveled together to get to this random baby foot <laughs> Massachusetts and like that whole backstory alone, like we don't really know any of that, but we know that it happened and thinking about it happening is hilarious. Yeah, it's almost like they figured out which are the things that would be funniest if we left them untold and just for us to Mm -hmm. imagine them and then Mm -hmm. and like prioritizing which things they should like explicitly say and like that would be the hardest I feel like it's so much easier to just go through the whole like telling us the whole exact story of how it happens but it is so much funnier picturing that and then just like seeing them all ambushing Drew without us knowing any that anything about this was going to happen like that it was so funny well and along with that um when chloe Feynman's character gets killed by the book falling from the <laughs> sky um i kind of loved that they just like left it at that and then you had completely forgotten about it and like that alone was really funny yeah and then you find out the whole backstory and of what that book was and what happened because of that and it was just like layers on layers and layers of jokes that were just like so so golden and beautiful and funny. Yeah. It was so great. And the characters that they brought back, they did it in a way that was important to the story and wasn't just like 
we're bringing this character back because you love them. Like when they bring Mark back because he like runs into Dory at the ice cream store um, or the wedding planners that planned helped plan Elliot's wedding, how they're there to mm-hmm. like tell him like the twink didn't die. And so it's like quick little moments that felt like it's realistic that they like it was realistic the ways that they would run into these characters, you know, like. It just it just all worked really well. It felt like the show was back to being like really tightly made again and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, like there weren't any plot holes where I was like, mm, I guess I'll let that slide. Mm-hmm. Like they thought of everything up until the very last second. Which I mean Are we ready to talk about it? Yeah. We need to talk about the finale, especially because I haven't, I have not like gone out of my way to read like a ton of theories or anything or we, and we haven't even talked about it at all yet. Um, no, me neither. Basically, I mean, cause it goes through that whole, like the funeral for Dory and which I thought was very moving how they show all these different versions of Dory from each season, like coming together and, um, yeah, I really like that. It was that. really cool. And because she really was like a different person in every season. Yeah. Um and then at the very very end they show her waking up in the ambulance. And so I was like, okay, so now we're we are to believe that that whole funeral like all the reconciliation between like all those other characters and like um even like her friends finding the box of stuff like, all of that was not real, right? <laughs> oh, see, that my interpretation was all of that was real. And, um, but they, okay, this is interesting because, like, I'm, like, now rethinking it. But, like, when I watched it, I, to me, it all seemed very real. Um, but they just, uh, I was wondering, like, where did, how did they did they just not have her body and assumed that it burned up? And like, wow, now I'm just like really confused because I hadn't really thought about that possibility. Well, I am too. I was, I was wondering if I was like stupid for not understanding. So I'm actually very validated that you're like, I don't know. (laughs) Because I was (laughs) thinking that it was like, because in my head, like her, like Chip, she went back to Chip, like, she went to the hospital and Chip came with her and, like, found her and they are, like, going off together and they convinced everyone else that, she, like, they were able to make it look like she died in the fire so everyone else oh. believes that she died. And so that Chip gave that gave all of them that box of stuff. Okay, I did not even consider that, but I think that is, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a lot of possibilities now. I know. I, cause I was thinking that, cause like there were so many things that kind of tied up really neatly, um, especially at the funeral. And, um, so then I was expecting that like they, the paramedics did actually find her and then she was like screaming in the ambulance. But, I, I don't know. And you think that all of, like, the funeral and everything was just, like, Dory's imagination that she was almost dying but yeah. didn't actually die. Yeah, like, she was kind of, like, hallucinating. That's how I, that's how I took it while I was watching it. 
but I didn't that even makes cons- sense. because also I was thinking that um but now I'm I'm wondering if I'm remembering things out of order because when did she go to chip and be like do it again to me like did did that did he go down in the basement after Susan Sarandon like kicked her down the stairs and locked the door that happened before cuz she goes back and it looks like no, she's yeah, that going happened, to kill him yeah that happened before okay okay so that's why I'm thinking but in my head I think I was thinking that Chip didn't know that Susan was going to do that and so maybe after he realized that she did do that went to save her oh okay so then so that would have happened off camera because in my head he yes. never knew that Susan Sarandon did that so it's kind of or, like that's up for interpretation too yeah or um the ambulances and firemen show up because there's a fire mm-hmm. and find her in the basement and are able to save her and she on her own is alone and doesn't call anyone and maybe goes off on her own. So maybe Chip's not even involved. But I do... So I guess I don't know who would have given them the box. Well, that, in my head, that is all part of the hallucination. That's how... Okay, interesting. That's how I... That's, I mean, that's literally the one note I have from, like, the entire season is... Okay, so the whole funeral, everything, that was all in her head because she was dead? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's like that, that, yeah, that entire sequence, almost that entire episode was all just in her head. And that was how, that's how I took it when I was watching it. But I have no clue if that's actually true. Hmm. But. Yeah, that's yeah, how I'll I have to read it. up on that. <laughs> I know. Well, because then I was also looking up like, is the show over, or is it like, is there going to be a season five? I haven't heard any of that either. Because if this were a series finale, it would work as one. But I would. It's like still mm-hmm. kind of like, well, what's Dory going to do now? Um, or if there is a season five, I honestly think it would be kind of best if this were the series finale, even though I'm not sure what's happened to dory yeah i agree i feel i feel content either way um if they were gonna do another series i'd probably only want our season i would probably only want one more Mm -hmm. but um i feel content with it ending except now i'm confused and i need to make sure i feel content with how it ended and maybe rewatch that last episode to actually know what happened i know (laughs) well i I definitely need to research this and then maybe do like a follow-up next week or something be like okay here's what we here's what we talked it over and uh read about but um yeah that is so interesting that um yeah we totally got different things out of the ending which is hilarious cool though because i feel like that validates that i was kind of like here's what i think happened but i'm not actually 100 Mm -hmm. percent sure yeah Hmm. well much to think about seriously I'm just really glad that we both loved it and that we got to spend some quality time with our favorite people. I couldn't agree more. It was so fun. It was painful waiting a week between the drops, but it was really worth it. And we both, I mean, we talked about this last week, I think, too, but I really think that it did improve the viewing experience. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it drew it. Um, helped it be more drawn out and 
really hype it up for the next few episodes and add it to like the what's going on. I need to know what's going on. And yeah. So we will never question you ever again, HBO Max. I mean, that's okay, a, maybe we will. That's but. a big promise. <laughs> <laughs> At least search party. At least not when it comes to search party. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Well, who's your crush of the week? Um. Well, I know that I picked um Drew last week. So yeah, and I was so I was planning on you not choosing him. I'm today. not. <laughs> Don't worry. I've already I've already tried to cheat once this episode with the top three. Um, but I don't have... ruin this one for me. <laughs> um, my crush this week. So I um once I finished Search Party, I immediately flipped on Hulu because Freaks and Geeks is streaming on Hulu right now. It's fine. It's been it has been away from streaming for years, and um, like so long that I bought the DVDs early early in covid times and now it's back Mm -hmm. on streaming and um so this week this is not i don't usually have a crush on him when i watch this show but oh my gosh i am just loving jason siegel in freaks and geeks right now him playing nick he's just so dopey and cute and it's just he is just so funny like everything he does his mannerisms are so weird and hilarious and um yeah, his awkward, such an awkward qu- crush on Linda Cardellini. Like, it's just so much, and I love him right now. So, he's my crush this week. Love it. I can't wait to rewatch. I am anxious to finish Sex in the City so that I can get back into Freaks and Geeks because I've really missed it. Totally. Um, how? What's your status on Sex in the City? How far are you? Um, okay, I'm in the middle of season five, so I'm pretty close. Ooh. Other than season six is like two seasons, really. It's like 6A and 6B, but there's like a lot of episodes in both, so I'm kind of confused by that, but. That's weird. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. The one time I watched it. I'm an expert, <laughs> and I don't even remember that. <laughs> I'm not an expert, sadly. Um. Yeah, okay, I'm just looking on IMDb. Yeah, 20 episodes. But they're all yeah, still, luckily, they're all wild. still half hour, but dang. Yeah, it goes by fast. But yeah, wow. Excited for you. For both of Thank those you. things. Thank you. Um, But my crush of the week is um, Drew, John <laughs> Reynolds. I figure we can take turns. Yeah, he deserves, he deserves um, double crush for this season. Yeah, he was... I think he would, I feel like it's pretty hard to outshine John Early and, um, and Portia, Mm -hmm. but like he really, really stepped up the, stepped up his game this season. And I just thought that every single line that like came out of his mouth, line and lie was so (laughs) funny. And like, that really was one of my notes is I love every single lie that he is saying so and i just also loved his like um proclamation of love for dory i thought it was really sweet and also heartbreaking Mm -hmm. yeah and 
Um, and his little song. His little song was truly plucking my heart heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, loved it. Loved him. And love him. Um, okay, well, I hope everyone else enjoyed Search Party Season 4 as much as we did. And if you didn't, don't tell us. Just kidding. Please tell us. <laughs> and, but it is hard for me to think that no one would like it, you know? Totally. Totally agree. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with this with this perfect little series. And, um, if it... If it's the end, it was a great way to end. It was great. No complaints at all. Yeah. And clearly I'm having a hard time wrapping this up because I just want to talk about Search Party forever and ever. <laughs> I will say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.